Hello, dear listeners. I would like to talk about self-pleasure today because it's been asked for so many times. And to me, it's a bit surprising because I think I'm talking about self-pleasure and solo pleasure a lot. Practically most of the episodes before, I've somehow covered it in my head, but obviously not enough. So I would really like to talk about self-pleasure masturbation, as some of you might call it. Uh, I prefer self-pleasure because I want to really emphasize the self and I want to emphasize the pleasure. And masturbare, you know, it's, it's got a really negative connotation, something bad that you do with your hand. And this is not what I'm talking about. You're not doing anything bad with your hand or hands. You know, this is about you getting into that flow, being in that pleasurable state where you can really explore your body and your energy and your emotions and your feelings and get into that ecstatic, blissful place where Tantra does actually teach us to go to. So this is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. But again, let's start with some housekeeping. Welcome to new listeners in all of these amazing places. I mean, listen to these countries in Puerto Rico. Lebanon, Iran, Uzbekistan, Costa Rica, Hola, Egypt, Belize, or Belize, Belize, sorry, if I don't pronounce that correctly, my bad, Mexico, and Jersey, my goodness, that is a, that is a really exciting to see how many people actually in Jersey are listening to this. I'd also like to send a special hello to you in these cities and towns. Brisbane in Australia, Helston in the UK, Dallas in the States, and Pitt Meadows in Canada. Because those are where most of the listeners in the last months have come from. And hey, kuulepas Helsinki. Kiva nähdä, että tämä kiinnostaa myös suomalaisia. Just to let people know that Helsinki people are listening to this as well. So it's nice to see fellow Finns uh, in the chart as well. And for you, dear long-time listeners, this week I would really like to ask you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review telling about what is your favorite episode of the show so far. I would really love to share them next time uh, next week, what, what episodes are the fan favorites? That would be really amazing. And it would also help to boost the algorithms and take this podcast to more people. So just go to Apple podcast and let us know what is your favorite episode and why. And you don't want to miss next week's episode for uh, another reason either. I mean, obviously I will call you out if you, if you, uh, share your favorite episode, but also because the one and only Francisca Amoris is back oozing her juicy vibes and sexy energy. She's so energetically blueprinted. That woman is truly. And we are going to be having a very open talk about, hmm, actually, I'll keep you in suspension for a while still. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you to the end or just, you know, have a look 
uh, next Friday what what you're going to be hearing. But also last uh, thing, I can still see that 5% of you listen to this show on Stitcher. Please, please, please switch on to another platform platform because uh, Stitcher is going to be closed down by the end of this month. I think it was on the 28th of August. So uh, please do that. Otherwise, you will you will not get these episodes uh, into your downloads. All right. So why I do want to talk about self-pleasure, and I was really thinking about it. I, w- I went to a cafe and I really wanted to think about what angle shall I do this? Self-pleasure on a mountain, self-pleasure on a train. No, I mean, Really, what, what is it that people are interested about self-pleasure? And for me, who's learned to self-pleasure as a child, you know, just by curiosity and, um, and just touching my body and, and, and feeling into what feels nice. And what really turns me on, um, is, is to, to touch myself. That's, I don't need stimulus necessarily. So I'm, Old school, I suppose, because lots of people have grown up, the younger generations, you've grown up with porn, you, it's kind of normalized. And in my times, yeah, there might have been porn magazines, but I mean, you know, you wouldn't, <laughs> as a girl, you know, that's not what you, what you're interested in looking at tits, you know, um, at least not me. So that was, um, that's something that I can understand that people are perhaps in a different, experience historically than I used to be. And obviously growing up in Finland where, where touching yourself and masturbation is not a taboo. It's, it's actually okay. And it's considered as natural. So what do you want to know about self-pleasure? I really would like to know more questions, but I suppose on the tantric point of view, it's very much about self-respect and looking after your own needs first and foremost. But how do you do it? This is what I've been asked quite surprisingly a lot. There seems to be a lot of, you know, in my coaching clients, for instance, I can see that there's a lot of shame that I want to go on a quickie. You know, I just want to quickly get release and uh, gender regardless uh, to uh, go in and masturbate and get off and that's fine. And then move on. And often porn will help that. It's it's obviously there in in a kind of a very concrete way that feels a bit naughty. So it's it's a little bit kinky and it's a little bit, you know, um I don't know, it's kind of turning on. And what this podcast is all about is to reclaim your own pleasure, reclaim your own self-pleasure, reclaim your solo or partner play so that you can really know what different ways you can find pleasure. It doesn't have to be always um, stimulated by visuals. Um, and and, and it's, it can just be inborn. It can be something internal, something that you can really... Uh, actually, you don't even need to be turned on when you start self-pleasuring yourself. I mean, this is the coolest thing of all. It can be a practice. It can be a practice. And, uh, and it's just something that, okay, it could be every morning, it could be every week, every Friday, you have a play date with yourself after work or whatever. You can just put it in your diary and start playing with yourself. And yes, you can do the whole setting up the scene, like 
in Tantra, people are encouraged to feel safe and and have a beautiful surrounding that is really, um, you know, kind of inspiring blissfulness and exploration and fun and joy and all that. But it can be just kind of, for goodness sake, on a mountaintop or on a train, you know, whatever, you know, rocks your boat, go for it. I mean, it's just something that I think we need to understand that there is so much stigma and so much uh, negative connotation in the society about this. And yet the benefits of self-pleasure are so manifold. I mean, it's just unbelievable what you can, what, I mean, why would you not self-pleasure? Your skin glows, you know, it, it definitely will take the stress off your skin. You know, you, you will, and in, from your body, it's just something that really reduces having all those happy hormones I talked about last time, you know, just having the, the dopamine, the, you know, endorphins and having the oxytocin. You can just have those on a tap from your body. <laughs> How cool is that? How cool is that? And you look amazing. And when you, when you really have that kind of self-compassion about your body, you really can do this in front of a mirror and really say, I love, I love how I look. You know, you can talk to yourself. You can talk to your genitalia. You can really admire your beats. And so this is, this is the deepest, deepest form of self-love because sexuality has been taken away from most of us. It's been, it's not inborn. It's not internal. It's not that inner technology that Tantra teaches about. It's not about you feeling into what feels good to you. What, oh, what really, really is good for me right now. What's the most loving, joyful, uh, thing for me right now? And, and it does really require a kind of, um, pruning or slaying all those conditionings uh, that we've been born, whether they're religious or whether they are about, um, I don't know, whatever, the way women should look like, the how big the men should be and so on. So it's it's really about an active way for you to learn to love your body and yourself. It is an active self-love process. And you can really, really say to that belly that you think is too big or that pussy, that, that vulva that in your opinion or somebody else might have said something derogative about it or doesn't look like a porn pussy, Photoshop ones. So you can just say how much you love it, how much you love your belly. I love my belly. I love my vulva. I love my pussy. And you can really, really start touching yourself. And when you say that, you are in fact rewiring your nervous system and you are making your whole being to believe what you say. This is so cool about this. When you blend pleasure into whatever you are affirming yourself, it will become so. And the same with the guys, you know, if you have balls and penis that you're not so happy about, or you have uh, man boobs, or you have um, uh, a bottom that you don't like, or whatever, it doesn't matter. Or you have a beer belly, it doesn't matter. It 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just embrace yourself. You know, if you don't have the six pack, it's only, you know, a really small six pack. You know, it's okay. You know, just admire yourself and make yourself believe through pleasure. Blend it with affirmation and you will very soon to see that it has, that self-compassionate act will actually have really changed the way you look at yourself. When you pass a window or a mirror, you can just smile at yourself and yeah, you're gorgeous. You're so gorgeous. The other thing is that with Tantra, orgasms are not the goal. I've said that this this thing many times over. I mean, it, it can happen, but it's very much about deeper satisfaction. It's about deeper awakening of your spiritual energy. It's deeper way of that self-love and self-compassion I talked about. And it's very much about learning the holistic tantric sex tools that I've written on my ebook. You know, the, the pleasure is your birthright, seven holistic sex tools. It's about using those. And the way you can use those is taking them one by one. For instance, if you are self-pleasuring, you can start with breath because it is so easy. It is so uh, tempting and tantalizing to go for that orgasm the way you've always, always done it. And you know, you get there and it gives you that relief and respite and it gives you that relaxation. But what if once in a while, not every time, but once in a while, you could do it a little bit differently and you start using your breath. You know, there is a, there is a thing in Tantra. I've talked about yin and yang energies, you know, the, the action of the yang and the more kind of goal or goal oriented. And that's the one that kicks your sympathetic nervous system, the fight flight. You know, there's more adrenaline. You get really excited and there's, there's all that kind of oof, you know, arousal happening. That's very much about yang. And the yin is very much forgetting, um, forget it. You can't say that, can you? Is ignored. You know, yin is not getting the same kind of kudos as yang is getting about, you know, when we talk about sex, yin is very much about surrendering to that flow of energy, surrendering to that blissfulness, surrendering to, to breathing, to really being with your pleasure, with all your five senses. It's about being in that moment, being present, whatever rises is welcome. It doesn't matter. Everything is okay. Everything is welcome. Everything is accepted. Nothing is criticized. Cr- 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 can't speak today. Criticized or judged. And it's really a play when you are uh, self-pleasuring yourself. It's really about the play of getting into that yang sympathetic nervous system of excitement and arousal, but it's also getting into that yin, that slowness, that surrender, that blissfulness of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is about rest and relaxation. So you don't have to do it like kind of yang first, and then you get it to the orgasm the old way, like you always done. And then there is the yin, the rest and relaxation. You can actually play with them during your self-pleasure. So you can go, let's say, 10 minutes for yang practice where you really get yourself going and aroused, aroused and really get, 
get hot, you know, really stoke that fire, really stoke that fire. And then you do 10 minutes of yin where you go into that exhalation and sounding, you know, the two really important holistic tantric sex tools where you concentrate on the exhale. You're, you're feeling all that pleasure in your body and you sigh and you moan and groan and you really, whatever sound needs to come out is coming out. And then you can go into the yang again if you feel, okay, so there's a little bit too much water here. There's a little bit too much rest and relaxation here and too much, you know, just being um, chilled, you can then start stoking the fire again and touching yourself in a more vigorous way or whatever it is that you, you, you turns yourself on more. And you can really do these changes of relaxation and arousal within your self-pleasure practice as long as you want. It, you know, the misconception about Tantra is that it's all about that slowness. It's all about just, you know, having incense. I don't actually like incense that much. Personally, that's my personal, personal preference. I find them culturally a bit alien. Um, I like fireplace, you know, I like candles and fires being on, you know, I'm thin for goodness sake, you know. <laughs> so anything kind of, you know, setting the scene that way is nice. And lovely warm throes and pillows and coziness. You know, that's, that's, that's very, very Nordic. Um, but if you like incense, well, why not? But I mean, it's tantra is not something that is just about slowness and, and, and some mysticism and some weirdness and woo woo. It's really about playing whatever is there and then having a conscious mindfulness practice where you can change. If you want to have more energy, more, you know, kinkiness, you want to have some more naughtiness, we want to have some more arousal and turn on, just go for it and play with it. Just ebb and flow, ebb and flow. It's like, like a tide, you know, it's like a, like a wave, ocean wave. It's coming and going. It's coming and going. It doesn't have to be from, you know, nothingness into the peak. Orgasm, orgasmic state or orgasm, one orgasm and then down again. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be a wave. And if you do then have this beautiful side effect called an orgasm, you can obviously go for it when you feel. And I bet if you've been doing the holistic sex tools and you've been using your breath and your sounding and your movement. You've been, you've been able to use your pelvic floor muscles, uh, your inner, um, like a lift of pleasure. You know, it's like an elevator to, to pump your pleasure up. It's, um, I bet your orgasm is going to be mind blowing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be different. Yes. So it's not, you know, it's not necessarily the fireworks and the quickie and all that. It, it, it can be what's called a valley orgasm, which is going into something that kind of just, it's like kind of, it just, it just blows your mind. If the energy is moving and you, you allow the energy to go, it can lead into squirting for women. It can lead into, cervical orgasms it can lead into full body orgasms it can lead into multiple orgasm it can lead into different um longer lasting states uh for men as well 
you know, it can lead into non-ejaculating orgasms, full body orgasms. And that is, that is the beauty of being adventurous. That is the beauty of being curious and playful and going with whatever is there. And first, it might not feel, you know, like anything. If you've learned to, um, to orgasm with, um, with, with wanking with the, with the tip of the penis only or with your, uh, or your clitoris. This will feel alien. It will feel different. But if you can blend, you can also, this is a good hack. You can actually blend that clitoral or the head of the penis type of an orgasm with touching your balls, your perineum, even your anus and actually massaging the whole shaft of your penis. And you can even touch, um, the non, um, primary sources of, of turn on. And these are your groin, for instance, your inner thighs and your lower belly and anything that folds, you know, like your wrists or your knees or your elbows. Those are very erogenous or your, or your neck or your hair. And this goes obviously for any gender and for pussy owners. You can still blend your clitoral orgasm with these other orgasms or pleasure. You know, you can still stimulate your clitoris. You know, it goes into the, it's very big. It's like 10 centimeters big and it goes inside into the vagina. So, so it's called like legs and it goes into your cervix. So if you can with, uh, internal movement, movement is another holistic sex tool. If you can really engage your pelvic floor muscles and you can learn to pump that pleasure up and relax, pump. And so basically it's like, and this is also for men. So it's very good to learn to use your pelvic floor muscles because you, you will really start, um, creating that energy circuit that we talk about in Tantra. Where, for instance, in microcosmic orbit, which I will be teaching in, uh, the pleasure quest that I'm opening in September. And you can get on the, on the emailing list, you know, the, um, waiting list for that. So it will be something where you can really engage your pelvic floor muscles. And it's that muscle when you go for a wee, when you, when you need to piss, you, you just, just when your, your urine is coming out, you hold that urine flow. And those are your, you know, roughly your pelvic floor muscles. So obviously when you're self-pleasuring, you can engage those. So you can just hold up, you know, pull up and in and relax. And the best thing is to actually do it with the breath. So when you're breathing in, oh, and you, sorry. <laughs> so when you're breathing in, you engage your pelvic floor muscles, you pull them up and in. And when you exhale, you can sound and relax your pelvic floor muscles. And you can keep doing that while you're stimulating your genitalia or your um, secondary erogenous zones, as I told, you know, where your inner thighs or your tummy or neck or your, your um, joints. So those are really important things to bear in mind that breathing that we kind of are spoon fed from porn is very fast. It's like, it's like that panting. 
I, I can't do it. It just makes me laugh. But um, it's not real always. You know, that's not that can be that. But, you know, that screaming and that uh, panting is not the thing that always is the way to go for. And actually using your sound and your breath in a way that is more in line with the rhythm of your movement and your pleasure is much more exciting in a way of tantric tantric self-pleasure. So uh, what else could I say? Mm. So you can obviously bring some aids to to your self-pleasure practice. For instance, oil. I would not use any scented oil, like very organic coconut or jojoba oil. I think that would be really, really good. So you can really start having, even if you are turned on, I think it's very good to, it's a, it's a new thing to have. So it's very good to have that kind of uh, variety of things and uh, also learn to do different things with it. And um, yeah, you could actually, I'm just thinking about the time. Time is quite interesting because often we think that, okay, it's just we've learned, as I said in the beginning, and what I've also observed from my practice of uh, coaching other people is that there is that time factor. It needs to be quick. It's it's because it's been so hardwired in the nervous system. So I would really invite perhaps setting a timer. So you can say, okay, 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, and just play and just be curious and really be, be, uh, open-minded. So what else could I tell you? There is not always the necessity of going with the longer time. That's for sure. And I've said this before that you can also have a tantric quickie. The difference with that is that you use these holistic sex tools and you are, um, you're really mindful about it. You you go there with um, with decision and intention, and you decide. Okay, this time it's going to be a quick, quick one. And I would not bring any shame or guilt into it if you have in your head that oh, I need to learn about tantra. You know, Anna says that it's it's this and the other. No, no, don't take what I say. You know, just feel into your body and feel what feels right to you, and and play with the time as well. But it's really that allowance in a way, that mindfulness that this is what I need now. This is what my body really yearns for right now. And it's all okay. That is absolutely okay. So I think that's, that's about it. Um, I'm not going to go into anatomy of things. I think it would be really exciting if you could take that mirror and learn about your bits down there and your bobs and really see how they change when you're aroused and when you are uh, not aroused and when you are really about to orgasm and what happens afterwards. I think it's a really beautiful thing to see in the mirror. So please get curious and, and really have that kind of attitude of innocence and curiosity that will serve you so, so well. And own it, own it.
You just own it. It's your body, it's your pleasure, and it's your self-pleasure. I think I, I will wrap here. So it's under blunt here. Your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, explicit tantric sex for lovers and others podcast. And just as a reminder, please go to Apple Podcast and let me know. Let us know what is your favorite episode so far and why. And I will promise to do a shout out next time. And next time we do have Francesca Morris. I hope so. Fingers crossed, because obviously it's always life happens. But uh, let's see, you know, what we're going to be talking about. I think it's going to be about size and does it really matter or not? So join me next time and please let me know what's your favorite, favorite episode so far and why. Thank you so much for listening. See you on Path of Path to Pleasure.